Welcome to the Wonder Women series of the Maker Mom podcast. My name is Katie Freeman and I am your host. Every week I bring you interviews of two female or non-binary makers of all kinds, some of them parents, some of them not. This week's Wonder Women series guest is Taji of Melanated Maker DIY. Had a blast talking with her and learning about, uh, you know, how she got into making, woodworking, DIY, carpentry, and uh, how it kind of still fits in with her day job. Just really all kinds of fun things. Uh, So it was such a joy to have her on the podcast. Before we hop into the interview with Taji, though, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Kevin Lefty's Woodshop, Christy Twisted Twine, Christina B., Jeremy Spies, Sammy, Go Sammy Lee, Lauren, Rasp, File Designs, Sven, Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel, Moody Makes, Bonnie, Tool Mom, Bonnie, Toolmomstore.com, Laura, Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou, Amy, Bison Valley Carving, <clears throat> Dan and Kelly, Reclaim Living Store, Brandy, Studio Obey, Kathy, One Girl and Her Tools, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your ongoing and continued support, helping me to produce two episodes a week, every week. And with no further ado, here is Taji with Melodated Maker DIY. So I am going to start and let you introduce yourself. Yeah, so... I'm Taji, and I am a woodworker, carpenter, DIY enthusiast, <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I grew up in Texas. I live right outside of Austin, um, and I've been doing kind of all things crafty kind of forever, but I've been really focused on woodworking and carpentry in the last I guess about three years now. Okay. Do you still currently live outside Austin? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were you affected by the horrible weather that hit? Um, luckily, so our neighborhood was. We were fortunately and unfortunately on vacation. <laughs> and um, But the vacation was like not a vacation either because we ended up getting caught in the storm in New Mexico and so we actually got into a car accident in New Mexico and spent the week there waiting for everything to like thaw and calm down so that we could then turn around and make the 12 hour drive home. Oh my goodness. The storm. So that we all were in sounds stressful. Storm. Yeah, that all sounds it, stressful. It was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I laugh so I don't cry, but like. <laughs> 
I totally understand that. Yeah, we <laughs> this summer we had in here in Iowa, we had this crazy storm called the Duratio. I, in fact, I don't even know if it's like on recorded history in our state ever before, but it's basically a land hurricane where we had like 200 mile per hour winds for over an hour. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah. And so my area in a, in a city just about 30 miles north of us got hit really hard, like a lot of tree damage. I think we lost like 90% of our trees and it was just crazy. And it was happened to be the week we had like a planned vacation. So we were mm. home when it happened, but uh. we like let we still left the very next day. We're like, <laughs> I don't care. We're leaving. We're going on vacation. But it ended up being like the entire time we were on vacation, we were just like so worried about because like our house still didn't have power and like yeah, all of that stuff, you know. And it's like, okay, this isn't really a vacation, a vacation anymore. <laughs> Because it's like after you're like, God, I need a vacation. But then yeah. you go and then, yeah, like we were texting our neighbors. Thank God we have our neighbor's number because she sells mm-hmm. Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> and so we're like texting her like, is is anybody's pipes bursting? Like, what's the situation? Right. You guys have electricity and water. And luckily, um, there was only, I think, one case in the whole neighborhood of someone's pipe bursting. And luckily, our neighbor, she was nice enough to come over and turn off our water main in case something did happen. But yeah, it was one of those things like we're dealing with our own hot Mm -hmm. mess over in New Mexico. And then there's a separate hot mess, cold mess (laughs) happening in Texas. Right. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm glad you're on the other side of that. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, uh, Taji, tell me, like, I want to know your story. What's your story? you know, starting as a, as a kid until now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I grew up in as a military brat. So my dad was in the army and I got like the, the boring half of his service in the army. We lived in Texas and then we spent a couple of years in Oklahoma, um, which I don't like, I mean, Oklahoma was nice, but like as a kid, it planes. And so (laughs) not much to do. Um, So I think because of all of that, like change and kind of moving from place to place, even though we were attached to the military, I always tried to find something to do. I feel like I've constantly been on the search of like, what's, what's my passion? What do I, what am I good at? I guess mostly even. And so I tried everything I could possibly try. I did a lot of sports growing up. I did got basketball and volleyball, tennis, soccer. At one point I did clog dancing because that seemed like a good idea. (laughs) Being in Oklahoma, there was clog dancing. And so, um, so I just tried everything. And I realized, you know, after a year of doing it in school that I'm kind of bad at anything athletic. (laughs) The clog dancing, I was good at, I, I will say that much, but all the sports, I was terrible Um, and, but I kept trying anyway. So I tried every sport. I got to middle school and high school and really like focused in on band and became like a huge band nerd, everything musical I was obsessed with. Um, I was like a leader in the marching band. Like I was a band nerd. And so I just really focused on that and kind of stopped searching. I mean, I still did some things at one point I was making clothes, 
um, at one point, even more recently, I guess, kind of right before I started woodworking, I was really into baking cakes and decorating cakes. So I did a lot of, um, it was like a tiny little side hustle of selling, selling cakes to people and doing cakes that look like unicorns and pirate ships and all of that fun stuff. Um, but I just have always kind of tried to do things. And somehow in the middle, I guess I got really lost because I went to school for business and all of that. <laughs> Which was a terrible choice. Well, not a terrible choice because I have a job now because of it, but it was not the ideal choice for me. And, and I think like creatively where my mind was. So I hopped around the business school because I didn't like anything and ended up getting a degree in coding and uh, in statistics. And, um, and that degree mostly just taught me that I should not be coding things for people. <laughs> And so, um, so I went into project management and I've been doing that for the last several years, um, kind of adjacent to technology and working with tech teams to build apps and products and such. Um, but I always kind of knew like, this isn't, this isn't where like my passion is. Like, this is what pays the bills, but this isn't what like feeds the soul. Um, and so along the way, me and my husband, before we were married, had moved into an apartment and um, my now mother-in-law bought me like a circular saw and a power drill, like a little black and decker set that came together because I was so interested because she's kind of a handy woman herself. And I was always asking her questions and she got me this. And I was like, I don't know what to do with this in an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> like our, our patio was like so small. I was like, I'm going to hurt myself. I'm going to hurt something if I try and like do this on this patio. And so I just never touched it for a couple of years and we got married. And then about three years ago, we moved into this house and I was like telling my husband, even before we moved in, I was like, I'm a carpenter. I think I'm a carpenter. And he was like, okay, like an Ikea carpenter. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm a carpenter. And so we moved in and I just was like, I gotta, I gotta build stuff for this house. Like I want a dining table. And I saw that a dining table that I liked on Pinterest and it was a restoration hardware dining table. So it was like an arm, a leg and your first child. <laughs> and I was like, no, I could build that. I could do that. And so I just started building things and I haven't, <laughs> haven't really stopped since. <laughs> nice. So <clears throat> I feel like a lot of your story is just like you're searching, right? Trying to yeah. discover like what what gets you and what you get type of yeah. thing. What do you think, what was the first project that you made? The first thing that I made was, um, was my work table. And I think it was an Anna White plan or maybe it was like Shandy to Chic. I can't remember. It was, I found it on YouTube and I was like, I could, I can do that. And so with my, my one power drill and my circular saw, and like the tiniest little like Craig pocket jig. <laughs> the, the single, the single little. Yeah, the single yes, one yeah, that you have to yeah. clamp to everything. That, yep. Yeah. So I did that and I built a, a table and um, with wheels on it and everything so I could move it around, which has been great because I still use it after all these years. And it, it took me like a month to do. Um, but yeah, I, I built that. And then the, the next thing was I built my dining table, which... Um, was not at all, it did not end up like the restoration hardware pictures, but I ended up just looking and as I started thinking about it, I was like, I can build 
kind of anything if I can like figure out the math for it. And so I just started figuring out the math for like different parts of a table that I liked. And so I'd be like, oh, well, I like the end of this table or like the, the middle of the base of this table. And if I can put these together and figure out how it works, um, then I can do it. And so I just started doing that. And um, it was definitely a learning experience. That table is probably way too sturdy that it needs to be. <laughs> now, now you say sturdy, I hear heavy. Are they? It was. It, <laughs> it was heavy. It was long because um, we both have, uh, we like to invite people over and try and do things. And so we wanted like a really huge, long table. And so it's, um, I think, seven feet long at least. And it's just the two of us here most of the time and the dogs. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, and I, I built it on top of three quarter inch MDF. And then I did like a herringbone pattern with one by fours. And so it was just like, so heavy. We had to like, and it didn't even fit through the door is also the issue. <laughs> we had to lay it sideways and like slide it through on a towel. And, um, but yeah, it was just one of those projects and looking at it finished, even though it's so ridiculously heavy, I was like, I did that. Like, that looks kind of (laughs) good. I should keep doing that. And that's a, I mean, really, truly, that's a pretty big, um, a pretty big, like, project to take on. Yeah, (laughs) maybe over ambitious. (laughs) (laughs) Um. What do you think about, now, were you saying you think you're a carpenter before you did either one of these projects? I did, yeah. I just, I think because I've always liked math and my degree, it's mostly focused in coding, but I went to the school of like computer information because it had, it was like combined with statistics, which Mm. I also liked. So I've always been a math nerd. And so in my head, I was always like, well, that's how you put things together. Like right. if I can, <laughs> if I can cut some of this and add to some of that, like, however, if I can use math and I can build things. And in my head, even though I had never done it, I was like, this makes sense. Like I can look at the furniture. I can imagine the pieces that put it together. Um, sure. I'm a carpenter. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and even though it was like all Ikea and Walmart furniture, that I was either um, I was either buying and putting together or buying and modifying in some way to put together. I was like, I could do this. This, this makes sense to me. Right. Today's sponsor is Rasp and File Designs. Rasp and File was created to give new life to old things and create spaces that feel timeless, unique, and warm. Your home and business should be your sanctuary, a place of solace, and your personal piece of art. The owner and woodworker behind Rasp and File Designs is Lauren Matthews. And you can follow along and find out more information on Instagram. Just look up Rasp Filed Designs or on the internet at RF designs.squarespace.com um so <clears throat> you move into this house you've been saying you're a carpenter uh, you make a few things what uh what's what was your husband's reaction after you made those two projects 
he was like, I don't know if I can curse. He was like, holy shit, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> he was like, what else, what else have you been hiding? What else can you do? And um, he was really, really surprised. And I think, I mean, I was also surprised. I think a lot of people in my life were also surprised. I know my mom though was like, you always just do stuff because I've always been searching. And she was like, you're always just wanting to be like, yeah, you'll, you'll do it. And then you pick it up and you do it. And she's like, I'm kind of tired of being surprised <laughs> what you're capable of. Um, but he, yeah, he was surprised. I, I think a lot of people in my life were collectively surprised that like, dang, you built a whole table. <laughs> Do you, I, so I want to ask, I mean, are you, I guess, surprised at all with, with yourself in the sense of like, that this is, feels like something that like you want to keep doing? A little bit. I was initially surprised because I feel like I've been searching for so long of what is it that I'm good at. And right before I got to woodworking, I was baking cakes and I was almost turning that into a side hustle and making money and, and, and doing orders and things. And I was good at it, but I realized like, one, it's not good for me to have that much sugar in the house at any given time. <laughs> and two, it wasn't something that I felt like I could do forever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's kind of what I had been searching for. And so when I found carpentry and woodworking and making furniture and these things, I was like, I could do this forever like the the math part of it is so intriguing that I was just sucked in immediately and then the the gratification of being able to like build something with your own hands Mm -hmm. and step back and say like I built that and it's exactly what I wanted because I designed it and I built it from scratch and I I did all of these things and um and I'm like I could I could do this forever (laughs) yeah what was it like I mean designing that table I mean like you said like you had like an inspiration type post right like something you were interested in uh but then you went and you were figuring out the math to make it work for like what you wanted for like the base and the middle and all of that like what did that feel like breaking it apart and basically designing something from scratch yeah it felt like the best puzzle I have ever picked up (laughs) It felt like, yeah, it just felt like a math puzzle that I had created that um, in a way there's no right or wrong answer as long as, you know, it, it you can eat off of it, and mm-hmm. sit on it and what have you. And, um, and yeah, so it just felt like, like a really cool math puzzle to be able to sit down and break down the dimensions. And at the time, I mean, I still really don't know how to use SketchUp or any of those like... Mm-hmm modeling softwares or any of that so it was just me and and some paper and figuring out okay well this is the actual width of the wood and this is actually how you like join things and you know I come from the school of YouTube I say just figuring that out so it was just you know figuring out the pieces that go together in the math of it and then figuring out through YouTube like the execution of like how do I actually do this (laughs) yeah what do you like if I said how much of you enjoys it for like the like the problem solving aspect and how much of you enjoys it for like the physicality of it? Like what would you say that oh, split man. is? Um, probably like 60 on the design and 40 on the execution. 
but only 40 because of sanding, because I hate sanding. (laughs) (laughs) Because sanding is the worst. Finishing is one of those things that, I mean, I love to see it when it's done, but there's the part of like, you construct it and you get it together. And then you have to finish it with like the sanding and the staining and the sealing. And while it's great to like see your piece kind of come to life, Mm -hmm. I just hate sanding. It's like, (laughs) so it's a a whole 10% worth of dislike (laughs) to say that it's 60 40. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, I will say you probably are not alone and will never be alone (laughs) in the fact of, of sanding. It took me a while to realize that I actually like finishing but I don't categorize sanding as part of that process like Mm. sanding to me is just like refinement of the like the build stage and and maybe that's because I do you know power carving so a lot of times Mm. my sanding is like to me, I'm like, it's just a lesser version of power carving, like yeah. less, <laughs> less sawdust is coming off, but essentially I'm doing the same thing. Um, <clears throat> I still don't enjoy it. And car and, and sanding curved surfaces is a bitch to say the very least. Um, <laughs> there's just not a lot of great tools out there for it yet. So, um, but the finish and like, it can get exciting, you know, to like figure out coloring or um, just like what's the right type of finish for what it's going to get used for, you know, yeah. like an oil versus a poly versus a all yeah. different things. And that's there. what I'm really starting to like get into now as well of like the oils versus the poly and um, just all of the the details that I hadn't quite thought about before because I was just so into like the the constructing mm-hmm. and not the finishing but now and you make a good point maybe I need to separate the sanding from the finishing itself so maybe it's, it's 55 65 okay <laughs> or what is 45, it 45? 55. my math now there you go it's good we're good <laughs> thank you but yeah so maybe it's, it's more of that split but yeah, yeah i yeah, I do see now that you like say it, that the sanding is a little bit different. And I do like that. And I've done like home improvement projects mm-hmm. and I like recently remodeled my bathroom and we've done some stuff, just quarantine has taken mm-hmm. over. So we've done some stuff in our master bedroom of doing an accent wall. And the part that I do enjoy about that is always like the caulking. Cause then you really see it like fall into place. And it's mm-hmm. like, not just like wood on walls, but it like really like settles into what the whole house looks like. Right. Um, So yeah, I guess the finishing I do enjoy, just not the sanding. (laughs) And I think that's very fair. Very Yeah, we need a support group. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, So when falling, I guess, you know, kind of really finding this as your thing do you still see it as a I mean is it going to continue to be a thing do you that's like just your creative hobby or do you is there a dream out there to take it you know further than that yeah I definitely think that there's a dream to to do it I think it's figuring out the how I think um 
because I've so I've been doing this a couple of years and it wasn't until last year that being stuck at home with quarantine that I was like I've got some time let me talk to people on Instagram (laughs) (laughs) and so I just started like taking um what was then like my personal Instagram and just talking about putting together the accent wall we had built like a huge patio in our backyard over the summer um, because we're crazy and we thought it'd be a good idea to make a 300 square foot living space in the span of five days in our backyard Um, but I just started taking people through that and then I got to the point that people were like oh my gosh like you should make a YouTube you should start making videos and I was like, hmm, who's going who's to edit these videos? <laughs> who's going to record this? Uh-huh. And um, the people kept saying it. And I kept feeling like I needed, like I needed to do something with it. It felt like it needed to be more than just a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started making uh, a blog and I started putting together the, the Melanated Maker DIY blog. And, um, and then I put it out and it was received relatively well, but then I was also looking at the numbers and seeing that people were like, you should make a YouTube, not a blog. So so like, where's some videos at? So that's when I started making, um, making the videos and, and doing that. I've realized that when I started making the videos, I thought about how I wanted to like empower people to be able to build things themselves that, you know, Granted, I I like math and that's kind mm-hmm. of how my brain works, but it was also just me being like, I can do that, like <laughs> looking at something and just kind of breaking it down and being like, mm-hmm. I can build that. And I wanted to empower people. I want to empower people to be able to do the same. Um, and I've had people come over and work in my wood shop to build bookcases or headboards or what have you. And I really enjoy that. But I also think that there's um, kind of a therapy and being able to just do it alone and for people to be able to talk to me about like what they need and what they want from furniture and that they're missing and then to be able to come up with a design and build it and give it to them and just be like I solved your problem right <laughs> <laughs> you know? and um, and so while I love like teaching in the aspect of having people over I also enjoy the ability to just kind of problem solve on my own. And so I feel like this is like the longest way around to your question. But I, <laughs> but I think that um, I do see it as like something that I want to do in the future and to be able to have more of those um, really interesting conversations about just like what do people need from furniture and how can you make something beautiful that you have exactly in mind um, that functions the way that you need it to function. And, um, and so the, the thing is, you know, now I've been doing Instagram more and I created my own Instagram and I've been doing YouTube videos, um, which is just a lot, (laughs) a lot, but also very rewarding. Um, but I think the most rewarding part of it is, you know, that started it all was me being able to build things and me being able to like zone out in the garage and, Mm -hmm. and build a, a entertainment stand or media console or a desk or what have you. Um, and then using it myself or giving it to someone and uh, it's solving a, a function problem of theirs. And so I, I do want to do more of that in the future and, and you know, ideally make some money from it. <laughs> so. so and <clears throat> when you say more of that in the future, are you talking like making, like doing like commission pieces for people? Yeah. 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 Um, and so I've started doing like a couple, but mostly like like close friends that are mm-hmm. like, 
my daughter needs a desk. Can you make that happen? And I'm like, bet. Yes, I can. I can do that. (laughs) Hey, friends. I wanted to tell you about an awesome brand I discovered that you might love as well. Have you ever spent a ton of money on clothing that was supposed to be high performance only for it to end up at the back of your closet because it just doesn't fit right? I personally hate when this happens. I get excited about a new pair of work boots and then I'm disappointed to find out they just weren't designed for me. Discovering Athena Outfitters was a game changer for me. Athena Outfitters is a quality workwear brand for hardworking women. All of their items are handpicked to meet the needs of women in the trades, not just sized down versions of items designed for men. They've got great workwear essentials like comfortable, soft, and safety toe boots and options for my active lifestyle when I'm off the clock as well. Shopping with Athena Outfitters saves me time and energy because I always know I'm getting a high quality product that also looks and feels great. Next time you're looking for gear with grit, check out AthenaOutfitters.com. That is a-T-H-E-N-A-Outfitters.com and use special code at checkout MM15 to get a 15% discount because you listen to the Maker Mom podcast. <laughs> um, does, does the content side of it take away for you from the from the making the piece a little bit because I I like to like zone out but then when you're supposed to be like making content you can't zone out because then I've also got to think about okay well I'm doing this for YouTube so are the camera angles right and then also you know I go in the garage to zone out so I don't I don't put on any makeup. I don't do my hair. I don't do anything. So then I'm also like, am I going to be in the shot? Cause like <laughs> this, this top half is not as cute. It's so um, <laughs> it's a lot of just um, being in the zone and then being out of the zone and just like switching context kind of, of being able to focus on the woodworking, but then also having to rearrange the camera and to, to make sure that I'm getting uh, things on my phone for Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest or what have you. And so it's just, it, it, it is a lot. It's a whole extra job in itself. And each platform is its own separate yes. job in itself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess so in that regard, what drives you to keep making content around it? Um. One, because I I like to share it and I like the conversations that it's given me with friends that I haven't talked to in years that have been like, oh my gosh, I saw you did this. Like, and you know, I'm trying to do this home improvement project at home and I'm not sure what to do and can you help me? And so just having all of these, having this additional avenue that just creates all these relationships and, and renews old relationships that I thought were gone has been so rewarding in itself and and not even from a carpentry way, but just of, you know, a social interaction way, which is, you know, also just a separate craving being in quarantine, Mm -hmm. (laughs) missing people and hanging out. And it's given me kind of a whole new group of friends through Instagram and, and through social media, being able to talk to other women out there who kind of see things the way that I see things through furniture and, um, 
and just making friends with them that I, I had no idea there was such a huge community out there. So it's mm-hmm. been nice. And so that's what keeps me doing a lot of the content is just the fact that I can continue to make friends from it and I can continue to learn from it, um, even though it is just a whole job. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> but you do it well. Like I look at some of the people that are doing it and I'm like, what do their schedules look like? When do they sleep? Like how, do, how are they getting by? It, well, it's, it, it, honestly, it takes time and it takes, um, and, and thank you for saying I do it well, because I really doubt that <laughs> the majority of the time. <laughs> but I, I think that um, over time, you figure out a rhythm. Um, like I'm in a pretty good rhythm when it comes to creating content for Instagram and TikTok, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I get one, sometimes one and a half days in the shop. And so I have to make that work and I have to create enough content in that time that can fit the whole week. Um, And so it's just a matter of like, okay, for the first couple hours when I'm in the shop, I'm going to take these different types of clips or pictures or whatever. And then after that, I'm pretty much just going to, you know, jam out and zone out and make, and make my stuff. Um, because I used to, for a very long time, I used to take days worth of video and try to cram it into 30 seconds to a mm-hmm. minute and show as much of the process in that time as possible. I get much better results with just a little snippet of that <laughs> process. You know, I get more views sane. And, it, and it, yeah, it keeps me sane and it keeps people more engaged because now I'm only showing you like one step Monday and Tuesday, mm-hmm. I might show you a different step and there, you know, and so it keeps people coming back, which is, it took me probably longer than it should have to, <laughs> to realize that fact. Um, That's a good point. I'm like taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and then YouTube is a whole different, whole different animal. Um, and so it's like, I feel like if I could go back and start all over again, like I kind of like you, I jumped into like all of the content at once, right? Like, <laughs> boom, I'm doing it all. Um, and it's overwhelming. But if I could have gone, if I could go back, I think I would take advice that some other people have given, like, um, DIY Huntress, Sam of DIY Huntress, like I think she said, like, you know, master one platform and then like go on to the next. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I'm like, that is excellent advice that yeah. I wish I would have known three years ago. Um, <laughs> and, and so it's like, I've given myself permission over the last year or so to like not be as engaged and worried about YouTube and putting stuff out when I feel good about it. But otherwise I'm like, I'm not mm, like, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to stress about it. Um, until I feel like I'm like ready, you know, cause it's like, yeah. And you have to find your own style too, of like a person on yeah. camera. Like it's. Yeah. And it's like, even yeah. through my YouTube videos that I've put out and I, I have like maybe 10, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, and all of you see me kind of like trying all these things. And I was just thinking about it the other day, like at one point I was like standing in front of the camera talking almost like a vlog style mm-hmm. of, of doing it or like a retrospective. 
and some I'm just there's just camera footage of building it and I'm just talking over it and I've kind of found that like that's that's where my sanity lives (laughs) I hope that it's like still like super quality for people and enjoy it um but yeah the there's the idea of like being in front of the camera is so draining, especially as an introvert. And I'm like, oh my God, like no one's even here, but I know I'm talking to a lot of people if they watch this and that alone is exhausting. Right. And so it is like finding the balance. And I've been trying to focus a little bit more on YouTube than Instagram. Um, and I'm trying to, like you said, and like Sam said, cause I also, I did listen to that interview as well. And I was like, man, she's right. And so that's why I've kind of been like, not trying to stress so much over Instagram. And just as I'm as I feel good about things. And as I like find things in my camera reel that maybe I didn't even necessarily take for Instagram that I'm like, Oh, well, this will be this will be good. I can, (laughs) I can, I can make a video of me like randomly dancing in the garage. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's fun. People will have a good laugh from that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, I can I can also share with you just from other conversations that since the pandemic started, I have seen that predominantly a lot of us makers who don't necessarily do like DIY home projects, our YouTube has just tanked. Like it's just mm-hmm. down to like beginner uh, level views and stuff like that. Um, so. Maybe another bit of advice if you're trying to grow it is right now do all home remodeling projects and (laughs) you'll get more, more views. I've seen that. (laughs) Yeah. Because one of the, I have two videos that are of me when I redid our our guest bathroom and those easily have like 10 times as many Mm -hmm. views as building anything else. Yep. And so I'm like, okay, well, this is where people are. And then it's also like figuring out, which I, I had to stop myself because I was like, well, this is what people want to see. Should I do an accent wall? Should I right, like redo right. the guest bathroom? And I've been having to like remind myself like this is not what you do. <laughs> like you can do it, but this is not what you do. Mm-hmm. And um stopping kind of falling in the the trap of social media of trying to like make sure that I'm on trend and I even did like a like a crap I'm not super crafty I like the woodworking the carpentry Mm -hmm. but like the if I have to sit down with like ribbon and a hot glue gun I'm gonna lose my mind real quick (laughs) (laughs) and my my aunt had texted me in December of these like little gift boxes that are like just four by fours Mm -hmm. cut down covered in some ribbon so they look like presents and um and she was like you could do this and I was like you bet I can do this and so I started doing it and then I found myself drinking wine sitting at the (laughs) coffee table like getting mad over a hot glue gun and ribbon and I was like Taji you can do this but is this really what you want to do right and I have to remind myself that, especially in terms of seeing things on like social media, especially things that are doing really well, like the home remodels and stuff. And it's like, I can do this, but is this really where I want to put my energy in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And so it's helped kind of steer things. And I feel like I've gone on like an adventure of like what in woodworking do I like? Because there's so many avenues 
And, um, and I figured out that like building furniture and making functional pieces of furniture is my happy place. And I shouldn't be trying to like, I shouldn't mess with that for the likes or the views or the anything. And, you know, if I'm doing it and I like it and other people like it, then that's great. And if I get 20 views or a hundred views or whatever, then that's perfectly fine. As long as, you know, I'm doing something that feels good for me and and not necessarily everything for everyone else. Yeah. And I think that that's really um, important advice for somebody who's looking to get, you know, maybe into more of the content side of what they do. Um, and, And it's something like I still on a regular basis have to remind myself is that getting in that comparison trap especially like seeing somebody else's you know YouTube channel or Instagram and is doing really well and it's like well they're making that so I need to go off and like make that that seems like a really hot thing to to do right now or just in the style of how they do it you know Mm -hmm. like like the DIY tutorial type stuff Uh, on YouTube and I have to like really remind myself a lot of like okay chill out that's their (laughs) journey that's not your journey like you need to do what to your point like I need to do what I love and you know what the like weirdos out there who love to watch somebody power carve they'll find me eventually (laughs) like they'll find me and then that will be my tribe and that will be just fine and it might take 10 times longer but you know what I I don't enjoy doing voiceovers on top of my videos and breaking it down step by step because what I'm making isn't meant for that it's not meant to be like oh I made this carved bowl now you go make this exact same carved bowl it's not it's not meant to be like that so yeah it's something I think um you know those of us who have been at it longer, I think still get in that trap sometimes of either it looks like that's what you're supposed to do because everybody else seems to be doing that or (laughs) just because I can, I should. Um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like if, if there's anything that I've learned through doing woodworking and then starting all the content stuff and then being in a pandemic and being in a car accident and being in a hot mess. Like, the one thing that I've learned is at the end of the day, you know, I, it's me mm-hmm. and, um, and I got to do what makes me happy and, and what feeds my soul. Cause you can't give from an empty cup. And if I'm just doing things for the sake of, of doing them for other people, where's my happiness and all of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, like you said, you know, like the, the people who want what I do will find me. And, you know, I, all I can do is try and make myself available and, and present online in a way for them to find me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the audience will be there and, and regardless of uh, regardless of the size of the audience, it's the engagement that right. is always the most fulfilling of having these conversations with people and figuring out, you know, if, if they've taken something from it, if they've learned something, if they've done it in their own life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the thing that's rewarding. And so I, yeah, so I, I agree. I think it's gotta be, 
um, it's got to be focused on you at the end of the day. Like you have to be happy. <laughs> we all have to be happy with ourselves. Right. And, um, it's like a Dr. Seuss quote. Like there's only you. You can be only you. <laughs> you. <laughs> exactly. Today's episode is brought to you by ToolMomStore.com. ToolMom and company is for all ages, genders. They have what you need for your one-stop tool-related merchandise of gifts and clothing. Uh, the products are fun, fashionable, one-of-a-kind. In fact, I have two of the mugs. Uh, one has a circular saw with flames coming off of it. It says, Go Girl. Another one has the definition of a tool chick. Both of them are super awesome, and I have coffee out of them almost every morning. So check out toolmomstore.com or find them on Instagram at toolmombonnie. You can receive an extra 20% off at checkout by using the code MAKERMOM. Um, so I do want to like ask you about, um, you know, I, I love your, your, Instagram handle, uh, <laughs> melanated, is it melanated maker DIY? DIY? Yeah. Um, I mean, when you're like watching YouTube videos, graduating from the school of YouTube <laughs> to figure out how to do stuff. Um, and then now putting your stuff out there, like, I guess, what's it just, what's it feel like in this space, you know, DIY and, furniture making and carpentry uh what's it feel like in this space as you it's it's been interesting I think that um and and that's also part of the the idea behind making it melanated maker the 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 brand name kind of itself was my sister's idea uh because she's just good at stuff like that <laughs> But, um, but she like, as soon as she said it, I was like, that's it. <laughs> like, that's exactly what it should be. And, um, and I think a lot of it, because I do want to empower women and I, I want to empower black women because there's, I grew up nowhere. Did I ever see a woman build anything <laughs> like, mm -hmm. and feeling, and I feel like a lot of the response that I was getting from friends and family as I started building things is they were just like, I could never, I had no idea. And, um, and one of the reasons I started is just so that people knew, like, one, there are brown people out here building stuff and doing it themselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and also, I, I hope that it would kind of be able to attract uh, a specific audience of people to see me and be like, look at this brown woman out here just building stuff like this is it's not I mean, once you're in the maker community and you start seeing kind of everyone show up, then it's a little easier to find black women out there that are, are doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, but from the outside, before I was really kind of in, in the community, I was like, I don't, who else is, who's doing this? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I mean, there's like, like Char and mm -hmm. um, like Ashley with like smashing DIY, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there were a couple of people that are, that are bigger and more well-known, 
But then you look at them amongst the the general population of all the people who are well known, and it's like, oh yeah, I see that, I see that brown face in the back. <laughs> and I just I wanted to be able to be and empower people to also be like, hey, I'm I'm a melanated maker. Like I I make things and I'm a black woman and it's a part of my identity. And it's like, it's kind of like the like you know, just breaking stereotypes and breaking down mm-hmm. walls of, you know, not only can I be a woman and, and build things, but I can be a Black woman and build things and and it's what it is. And, like, and so mm-hmm. it's been an interesting journey. It's been great to find people in the community who look like me and who do things um, that I do. And it's also been great to see people like you and other allies be like, this is great let me give this person an opportunity or a platform or, um, you know, just sharing them on my Instagram or what have you. Um, and I, I, there's always like the little thing in the back of your head that it's like, would I be more well-received? Would things be, um, would things be popping even more if I were like, <laughs> if I didn't look the way that I looked? Mm-hmm. And I think that, I mean, it's also just kind of part of being Black. You, you're, it's always a, a small concern in the back of your mind of, you know, if I were not who mm-hmm. I am, could things be different? Um, and I, I try not to think too long about it because I also know I slack on things and like, it's not like, I, like I'm <laughs> doing the most out here. So that could be a reason. Um, but I, I think it's been, it's been an interesting journey. I haven't faced a lot of... Um, criticism or anything for being a black woman. I I think for being a woman in general, there's always kind of the the small, um, well, at least mostly so far, it's only been a small bit of misogyny and like the Home Depot aisles mm-hmm. and whatnot from men. <laughs> and I'm and I I'm just like that's oh the patriarchy. Like yeah. that's fine. Yes. <laughs> you be we that got patriarchy <laughs> in on this episode. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just like, you, you be that over there. No, it's fine. Cause I, I have had people come up to me in Home Depot and I'm like pulling sheets of plywood or what have you. And I had a guy and I was like starting, I was like lining up my cart, going to pull the plywood. And he's like, he doesn't even work there. And he's like, hold on a second. I'll be there to help you in a minute. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. It's fine. Right. And, um, and I just don't think that, uh, I don't think that some men understand that. And maybe it's like the Southern charm and I can appreciate it, but I think it's also like, if I tell you I'm fine, I'm fine. Like, right? right. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't, you don't have to rush over. Like if I tell you I got it, I got it. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you asking, but also I would appreciate it even more if you listen to my response. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Respect the response that you get. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, and and I appreciate you, you know, answering answering that question for me. And I, to me, I think it's genius. The melanated maker is like, <laughs> it's, it's and it just rolls off the tongue. My um, sister's <laughs> gonna call me and be like, "I told you, where's my ten percent?" Well, you know, you can tell her when you when you start get rich as a content yeah. creator, then you can. <laughs> Or maybe you can trade, right? Tell her she has to, in addition, edit all of your video footage right. for YouTube. Notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, do you, 
so you talked about the community, especially on Instagram. Um, but do you have anybody in real life that's part of your circle that like can you know geek out with you in the tool aisle at Home Depot or? <laughs> Um, not so much, not so much. Um, I have, I've had a couple of friends that have been interested and so they've come over and we've built things in the shop and, um, and they're excited. I had one friend who actually her husband texted me. I, she's my best friend. I've known her forever. And her husband texted me right before Christmas and was like, I need a miter saw, I think. (laughs) And, (laughs) and, uh, some other tools. What do I do? And so I just like started talking to him and he he bought her some tools for Christmas. And so we've been talking now about um, kind of converting her, her garage into a, a little shop and just getting, um, you know, a small work table put together and things mm-hmm. like that. So she can start building since they also just bought a house. But, um, but I haven't had a lot of chances. I think because I didn't really like get into the community, into the community until the pandemic had started, that it's been hard to like find people in my actual local community. Um, Cause I know, you know, being so close to Austin, there's the furniture school and there's woodcraft and, you know, there's, there's people out there. And for the most part, I've just seen them on Facebook, on like the, the, the Facebook groups of mm-hmm. <laughs> Austin woodworkers or what have you. And, I'm just chatting up with them a little bit, but um, there's quite a few women in your area too. There is it. Yeah. It has been nice to see the amount of women um, in that Facebook group that are local that are doing it. And a lot of women making um, like wood art signs and geometric wood mm-hmm. art signs and scroll saws and um, all these different things. And so I haven't met a ton of um, a ton of local women that are, doing furniture from like a small hobbyist standpoint so I haven't found like a like a me I guess Mm -hmm. out there who's just like this is my hobby and I do furniture and um I've seen a lot of women that are like yeah you know I'm working as an apprentice with this furniture maker and like I'm using dowels and biscuits only and you know this is my thing and I'm like damn that's really impressive I'm not there yet (laughs) but that's really cool (laughs) I think, um, so I think Maker Gray, um, Erin, I think she might be in your area. Oh, I will have to, I will have to find her. <laughs> yeah, she's been on the, on the podcast as well. Um, and um, she works with uh, April Wilkerson. So I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure that Erin, I think, is in the Austin area. And then I know a bunch of other people who are like Houston area. And I have no idea yeah. of my like. Texas geography out too are so <laughs> it's like three or four hours okay. depending okay and then it's like driving through Houston traffic which is like a whole hot mess in itself <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I am excited for the pandemic to be over so that there can be opportunities to actually like meet people in person and, and mm-hmm. geek out with people in person um because yeah when like in getting in the details and stuff there's only so much you can do over Instagram. Like I, yeah. I send people pictures and I'm like, how do I do this? Or what do I do when we chat about it? But I, I do like the ability of having people over or mm-hmm. going somewhere and, and kind of chatting it up with somebody and being able to learn kind of hands-on face-to-face. Mm-hmm. So I, I look forward for this pandemic to be over. <laughs> yes. As we all do. <laughs> Uh, to be able to have some like true social interaction with people and and find 
my community in this way here. Mm -hmm. Or even just being able to participate in the larger uh, like conferences and stuff. um, Yeah. That go on. Um, You can go get to like hang out with Char or Ashley, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We're actually, we're getting to the close to the end of our time together so i want to oh, that was so I fast they it went so fast so, i feel like i hear people on the podcast say that was so fast but now that i'm here I'm like that was so oh. fast <laughs> <laughs> um but i want to make sure you get a chance again to like let people know you know where and how they can find you and follow along with you and now that you have said you've posted dancing in your shop i definitely need to make sure i find that <laughs> post um, <laughs> So yeah, where can people find you? Yeah, so Melanated Maker DIY. I am on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Pinterest. Um, so follow me there. I <laughs> I have also started, I know you had Annette from 513 Woodworks, and she had also commented on my post of me dancing and was like, uh, we should make this a thing because my sister, my sister gets too much credit, but my sister <laughs> created a hashtag and and was always telling me from the beginning because I would send her videos of me dancing in the shop. And she was like, woodwork and twerk. That's oh, what you <laughs> That's See, yeah. I was like, what? what? <laughs> so yes, woodwork and twerk. You can, you can find it on my Instagram. It's a, a hot mess factory over there, but, um, but it's a lot of fun. So yes, yes, melanated maker DIY. Awesome. And just so you know, like I've started when I can, when it's Tuesdays have become generally days in the shop. So when I can, Tuesdays are my dance video days. So saying <laughs> um, if you want to hop on that train of Tuesdays I am dance there. video days, <laughs> then it's there. And I'm going to keep yanking Annette out of her shell to get more and more <laughs> dance videos put up. Yes, I was like, <laughs> waiting on you to do one. <laughs> She did, she did do the walk, though. So, I did see that. She yes. killed it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the uh, show with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. This has been so great. And I'm so grateful for you just giving a platform to all of us makers out here trying to, trying to be seen and heard. <laughs> you are welcome. And yeah, let me know if anybody else we should be on too. I'm always. Yes, I will. I will send you. (laughs) I'll send you all the list. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) All right. Again, that was Taji of Melanated Maker DIY, and I will include the links on how you can follow along with her in the description for this week's episode. So you can check that out on your favorite podcast app, or if you're watching this on YouTube, just check the description down below. If you like today's episode or any of the previous episodes, please remember to hit subscribe, like, or comment. Leave a five-star review over on iTunes. All of that helps the algorithms know that uh, not only do you enjoy the podcast, but others like you may enjoy it as well. Uh, Head on over to Patreon and check out about becoming a patron and joining the tribe over there. So there's different tier levels. You get different merch, coffee mugs, uh, t-shirts. What else? Oh, stickers. And um, no matter what level you pick, 
you um, get access to any additional content like live interviews where you would get the link to the Zoom so you could hop on and listen while I interview and get a chance to ask questions of the maker of your own at the end of the episode. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so check that out. I do want to announce too, I am in the process of working on, I haven't gotten it fully set up yet, but I'm working on setting up a buy me a coffee as well. Uh, for those of you who maybe are not pa Patreon fans, or maybe you don't want to become like, uh, you know, have a monthly amount that you give to the podcast, just want to do kind of like a one, one time donation type of thing. Um, so that's coming. I just wanted to let you know that that's an option out there as well. And just know that pretty much any amount that you um, want to give to the podcast, I really do appreciate it. And it, it helps keep me going and keeps covering, uh, helps to cover the cost to run the podcast. So I do greatly appreciate it. When I am not doing a podcast, you can find me designing and making furniture and other home decor and occasionally dancing over at freemanfurnishings.com or at Freeman Furnishings across all the social media, such as YouTube and LinkedIn and TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest, pretty much everywhere. I'm active though daily on Instagram and TikTok. So if you want to see what the latest project is that I'm working on, that's the best place to find me. So hit me up over there at Freeman Furnishings. And uh, oh, make sure you follow the podcast too at Maker Mom Podcast on Instagram. All right, it's Wednesday, halfway through the week. Hope you're having a great week so far. And I will see you all on Friday with a Maker Mom episode. Bye.